It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Well, the New York Mets have blown it, folks. They have found a way to blow their division lead in the National League East, losing a third straight game to a terrible baseball team. On the show today... We'll talk about it in the first segment. I'll go through what happened in this game. Uh, in the second segment, going to talk about how the offense has fallen off a cliff over the last couple of weeks. The third segment, we'll talk about if there's any hope. <laughs> As the Mets have a doubleheader here that you would think they would have a pretty good chance of potentially sweeping with Chris Bassett and Jacob DeGrom on the hill. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Fickelstein. If you want to find any of my work, Follow me on Twitter at Ryan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Now, it's tough to me to have the usual energy I bring to this podcast because I'm deflated. Uh, I'm sitting here. I don't know what's happening. I don't have any reasonable rationale to explain it. This Mets team is falling apart. Call it September and in Mets baseball. And it's times like these. And I hate being this guy because I'm not this guy. I am the guy that talks you off the ledge. You know, I know there's a lot of people that tune into this show to get on the therapy couch for me to say, hey, it's not a big deal. It's not a big problem. This team's okay. They're going to be fine. And to a certain extent, I still believe that, look, this is a playoff team no matter what. And as a Mets fan, there's still part of you that has to accept any form of, you know, baseball in October. And, if the Mets get into the playoffs healthy, even as a wild card team with Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer, yes, they can go for a run. But to lose this to the division of the Braves, more importantly, to potentially go into that series at the end of September to maybe be in a, a legitimate deficit in this division to the Braves, that is just so unfortunate for a Mets team that has led this division nearly wire to wire. You look at you know when they last forfeited the division lead here. You go all the way back to, to April uh, 11th what was the only time where they were down in this division by half a game. And then April 12th, it took the lead and they haven't looked back since. Now the nationals beat you in a series and then game one against the pirates against Mitch Keller, who throws six scoreless uh, against the mess to lower his season ERA to 4.22. I'm pretty sure that was over five. If I remember our preview leading into the series yesterday. And this offense falls apart. The Mets give up eight runs to this Pirates team. And you lose another game. Now the Mets can go out and they can sweep a doubleheader. They can get back into our good graces a little bit. And that's certainly what you hope happens. And we'll talk about that a little bit more at the end of the show today. As I maybe do try to give you a slight bit of optimism to close things out. But we can't start there because... 
Right now, as I record, the Atlanta Braves, I just checked it was 3-0. It's now 3-1, so the Athletics did score a run at the bottom of the first. You never know. Maybe Oakland helps out the Mets tonight. And as you all are, are watching this or listening to this, maybe the Mets still have a game lead. But right now, as I'm currently recording at 10 o'clock at night, the Mets have a half game lead in this division. The Braves are beating a terrible Athletics team. And the Braves just don't lose recently. So that's going to be it. And to kind of go through this game and give you a little bit of a recap of it, you know, Taiwan Walker wasn't bad. I mean, wasn't great. Uh, gave up four runs. I mean, it, it wasn't a good performance by any stretch of the imagination, but I just stopped short of pinning it all on him when the offense scored two runs. That's my thing. And they didn't score until the seventh day when Brandon Emmett hit a two-run home. And uh, the, the Mets – they go through that game. The second inning, Taiwan gives up, you know, two hits and a sack fly. They scratch and run across. Um, I wouldn't blame him too much there. You go to the third inning, he gives up a home run, two runs shot. Uh, fifth inning, he ends up giving up a double to O'Neill Cruz and then a base hit to Brian Reynolds, two really talented players. Um, and, you know, five innings pitch, four runs allowed is not great, but the season he arrives at 3.60. And it certainly wasn't as bad as his last time in Pittsburgh which I talked about, I believe, on maybe yesterday's show. I'm losing track of time through my depression currently. Um, but, yeah, there was the start last year where I was at the game, actually, and Tyron Walker gave up all those runs, and he threw the ball away, and that ball hit down the line. And that was a disaster. And from watching him tonight, he does not look like the Tyron Walker of the second half last year, um, where his stuff just fell off entirely. I don't necessarily think that Tyron Walker will be starting a playoff game. I think that based on how he's throwing the ball and how things are trending, I don't really know who the four starter is in the playoffs. You know who the top three are. I don't know if Tywan Walker gets a ball or gets the ball when you get to that point. But regardless of Taiwan, it, it just comes down to the offense. That's that's the gripe here. And, and you look at this lineup up and down, and the, the first culprit I want to talk about here is Pete Alonso. Two separate instances, there's runners on base, he hits into inning any double plays early in the game, really back-breaking double play balls. And, you know, Pete's been incredible this year. Can't take that away from him at all. But he's been in a funk, and as he has gone into this funk, the lineup has dropped off because he is the lineup. He's the engine in the middle of it. He drives the car. And, you know, Francisco Lindor has gone through his struggles lately as well, but he started to come out of it. And even in this game, you know, he goes one for three, draws a walk. He's giving you more competitive at-bats. Pete has just been lost lately. And without him, you're in this bad spot, not to mention Starling Marte gets hit in the hand. Um, so you still got to wonder what the the prognosis is going to be on him. Are you going to lose Starling Marte for a bit? And if so, what's that mean for the Mets? Because uh, Tyler Naquin... Um, you know, it, it is not anywhere near the player that Starling Marte is. Right now, Anthony DeComo says the Mets are still getting arms around Starling Marte's extra results. The team will not have a diagnosis tonight on Marte, who left the game after being hit by a pitch. So who knows what that means? I mean, if you lose Marte, that's a whole different conversation for tomorrow's show. But, yeah, I, I'm looking at this team right now, and – the frustration level has just gotten to a point that I haven't felt all season because besides today and maybe even yesterday's show or Monday's show, I have been preaching the, the fact that this team is built to win and they have won and they've responded at every sign of adversity. But 
We need to see them respond sooner rather than later in the next segment here. I want to talk about the offensive struggles of the last two weeks. Um, and then we'll kind of close out the show today looking ahead because there's still a, a series here the Mets can salvage. But before we get to that, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a new flavor. They have the delicious indulgent cookie dough that is covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to their new flavor, the cookie dough chunk puffs, which are light with the chewy texture with real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they come covered in 100% real chocolate. So you get all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. The cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. This is a treat you do not want to miss, whether you are going to use it for a snack after a workout, maybe for some breakfast, a late night treat, or you just need a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar, not to mention they're made with a collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, providing you tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and that is good for you. Ditch the calories, the fat, and the sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. If you want to try Built Bars today, go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at Built.com. New game day shirt? Boom. Cash back. Food for the tailgate? Boom, cash back. Even buying around can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. So this is not the first time the Mets offense has stalled this season. Going into the all-star break, there was a lot of bad J.D. Davis at bats, and there was not a lot of production from this lineup altogether. They're getting nothing out of that DH spot. They made a trade to acquire Daniel Vogelback, and he gets inserted into the lineup out of the break, the third game of that series against the Padres on July 24th. At the time, the Mets only had a half-game lead in the division. It got that narrow, but... They go on to reel off seven straight wins. They won 15 out of 17, and they stretched that division lead back to seven. Now, that division lead has been cut once again, and now, again, assuming the Braves win this game tonight, it'll be even for the first time since April. That's scary. And you look at the offense. There was that series at the end of August against the Phillies where the Mets scored seven runs in their first win, eight runs in their second win. They lost the game only scoring one, and they scored 10 runs in that back-and-forth affair to steal that series. I mean, they would have split it either way, but to steal a win there, to win that series, and to go to four games up in the division. Since then, here is what the offense has produced. Yankees series, two losses where they only scored two runs. Then you play the Rockies. They scored three runs, but got a win. They scored seven runs, got a win, scored three runs, then lost a game zero or one to zero. Then Dodgers series, they did win two of three, um, but they only scored five runs is the most they scored in the final game of that series. Other two games, they scored three runs, two runs. Nationals, they dropped seven. 
first game of that series, and then they only score one apiece in the final two, and now you only score two runs. This offense has dropped off a cliff, and you look at the last 15 days, Pete Alonzo has two home runs, but he's only hitting 222 with a 286 on base percentage, a 356 slung percentage. Your best offensive player has a 642 OPS. Eduardo Escobar's actually been good. Um, to his credit, he's in 292 of his last nine games played. OPS is at 940. Starling Marte has been good as well. Brandon Nimmo has been solid in 277. Uh, has two home runs, three doubles, a triple. So his slugging percentage over 500 gives him an 844 OPS. You go beyond that. Mark Canna has been okay. Um, you know, 807 OPS. So he's not the culprit, but you got Lindor over his last 12 games played, hitting 167 with a 300 on base percentage, a 190 slugging percentage, a 490 OPS. When you have Alonzo and Lindor struggling, it's tough for this lineup to function. You still have Naquin giving you nothing when he actually gets out there. Jeff McNeil is hitting for average, but not much power, and he isn't drawing walks. So he, he's putting the ball in play almost every time up. Only two walks in his last 43 at-bats, only one strikeout. 13 hits is good, so he's hitting 302, but you know, the net result of everything is a 675 OPS, and he's only scored three runs, and he's only driven in one. So... As a team, this has just been scary season. And then you got Vogelback, who's hitting 50 over his last 10 games played. He's one for 20 uh, with seven strikeouts to six walks. So with Vogelback not hitting, with the team getting just limited production from their main two superstars, you're in a bad, bad place right now offensively, and it just keeps happening. And it's not against good pitching. That's the frustrating part. I mean, Mitch Keller, I, I don't even know what to do with it anymore. I don't. Um, but I, I guess there's some semblance of uh, hope because the Mets have a double header. They should sweep on Wednesday. And if you sweep that, even if the Braves sweep their series against the Athletics, you go into the weekend with a half-game lead. But they're going to Miami, which, in my opinion, uh, is the house of horrors in September. So we will uh, discuss that a little bit, what they have to do to maybe prevent this from getting really ugly. Uh, but the bottom line is simple. The bats got to wake up. They got to. And I, I guess the good news is the Mets have fared well in doubleheaders this year. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
right, so you want a silver lining when it comes to the New York Mets right now. In this doubleheader, they're going to play on Wednesday. They got Jacob DeGrom and Chris Bassett going. That That's your silver line. That's all I can give you at the moment. But it's a pretty promising one considering the fact that Bassett had an amazing August, okay? He, and it continued into September um, winning a game against the Dodgers. But you look at what he did in August in particular, a 1-6-2 ERA over five starts. He allowed six earned runs over 33 and a third. You had his first start against Washington, seven shutout. Uh, then he pitched against the Reds, eight shutout innings. Then he pitched against the Phillies, five shutout innings. Pitching against the Phillies again, six innings with two earned runs allowed. He won all four of those contests. He did have a start against Colorado that did not go as well, giving up four runs, although he pitched into the eighth. Then he had that start against the Dodgers where he got the win, went six innings, gave up those two runs, as I mentioned. Having Chris Bassett on the hill for game one, which is tentatively what I think the Mets are planning right now, that's really good because he can give you length. And we've seen Bassett go up against bad lineups. I know we just watched you know, Pirates put up eight runs, but I still don't think there is a ton of hitters you really fear in that lineup. I mean, looking up and down the starting lineup tonight, not a single hitter with an OPS on the season over 800. Closest is Brian Reynolds, their best player at 785. Um, other than that, though, it's a lot of low 700s to mid 600s. I mean, even the, the catcher sub 600 OPS. It's not a great lineup. Bassett should carve. DeGrom should carve. The question is, can the Mets finally break out of their funk and score some runs? Because it, it doesn't get any better when you talk about this weekend where, I mean, I'm trying to think here. I'm, I'm pretty sure. You should see Sandy Alcantara this weekend. Um, oh, he's pitching on Thursday. Okay, so the Mets caught a break there. They won't see Alcantara, but, you know, Miami is going to be tough. I know it's it's the Marlins. The Mets have handled the Marlins this year, but it's Miami in September. And I just – last year, um, if you want to go way back in the archives on YouTube, first video I think I recorded was a recap uh, of a little uh, bet I made on the New York Mets last season. Now that team, way different than this team, nowhere near as good. But I gambled my goatee. <laughs> I said, hey, the Mets are starting off a 10-game stretch where they play the Marlins, the Nationals, the Cubs. I don't even remember exactly what the teams were, but I know it began with the Marlins, I believe. Or maybe there was a, a bad series. There's a four-game set in that 10-game window where the Mets play the Marlins. That's the bottom line. And I said the Mets would win 7 of 10 or I was going to shave my goatee. I believe we got to the fifth or the sixth game of that 10-game stretch before the Mets had already lost four and I had to shave. So, and not to mention, of course, I mean, no one even has to allude to what happened in, in 07. Playing the Marlins scares me. You got to take advantage here. If you can sweep this doubleheader against the Pirates, you win the series, that's a confidence boost in and of itself. Hopefully the offense can break through a little bit, particularly Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor. You have an off day on Thursday. You can regroup, and then if you handle business and, and beat the Marlins, look, to me, I will not be upset if the Mets lose this division because the Braves win every single game. Okay, if the Mets go out and they are beating these teams and they're winning these series, and maybe they're not getting the sweeps, but they're winning the series – like they did for a lot of the beginning parts of the season, I'm good, okay? But don't let bad teams beat you. Like, the prospect of the Mets 
splitting this doubleheader against the Pirates and losing consecutive series to the Nationals and the Pirates, it's just brutal. And then after the Marlins, it's the Cubs, it's the Pirates. The Brewers haven't been playing good baseball. You had the Athletics, the Marlins. I mean, we've talked about the schedule at nauseum at this point. We're, we're all just counting these as wins, and this is why you play the games. Um, you know, you can have a player like O'Neill Cruz um, have a big day or, uh, you know, Castro uh, with the homer today. But, man, I'm frustrated. Now, honestly, I'm at a loss for which at this point. So I think the best thing to do is close the show. Tomorrow, we'll have a doubleheader to recap. Hopefully, it is a positive one going into the off day. And then we're going to close out the week talking about the Mets farm system. So we'll see how we finish off this week with Locked On Mets. But as always, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow, rate, review wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ficklestein Ryan. Follow the show at Locked On Mets. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, check out Locked On MLB, hosted by Paul Francis Sullivan. Locked On MLB is where you want to go to stay today with everything going on in Major League Baseball. You can follow Locked On MLB wherever you get podcasts. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.